All right, and welcome into episode one of the DNVR Rapids podcast. Get those air horns going. Bam, 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 bam. Let's go. Let's go. Very hyped to have you guys in. My name is Mitchell Carroll. I am joined by Matt Pollard, Jared Geisler, and of course, super producer Yaya on the ones and twos. Man, welcome in, guys. Welcome. Thank you, Matt. It's good to have you. I was just watching your video on I-80, watching the preview. It's good to see you in here and get some tactics and all that in. And uh, Welcome. Yeah, welcome. thank you. No, I think uh, Mark and I on my podcast, HTHL, we declared last week that officially the Rapids are done with their preseason training games and everything. People are hitting us up for preseason stuff. Obviously, other media outlets are ramping up. So I'm ready to hereby declare the MLS offseason is over. Champions League cometh. We're done. Let's go. We're going. Jared, welcome I, in. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Matt, I hope you're right. The preseason's over, and preseason doesn't extend through that first uh, match down in Guatemala uh, because we've seen that from time to time. Um, not not necessarily going for it, if you will. So I, I hope you're right, and preseason is officially done and dusted. Jared, I think from, uh, from Robin Frazier's time at Toronto FC, I think it's safe to assume the Colorado Rapids will not be treating Champions League as preseason. And we actually, we talked to Frazier and had a, a graphic up with a quote from him saying that they're, they're taking it very seriously. They're excited. It's an important competition to him. And, you know, he's played and coached in it before. And, uh, you know, hopefully, and we'll get into that later in the show, obviously. Um, not to get too into the weeds to start, you know, mostly we're excited to get started. This is going to be, we're going to do this weekly. We'll have these guys on a lot. We'll have other members of the Rapids community in. Um, and, you know, to start, I think the biggest thing to start is we left off last year with kind of a bitter taste in that loss on Thanksgiving in the MLS Cup. But looking into the offseason, we managed to resign uh, several key players. I would say a lot of key players, pretty busy in terms of resigning, actually. Um, and Matt, I'll start with you. Um, I would say Barrios and Mark Anthony K were critical, and we want to talk about them together. Obviously, impacting goal scoring and offense, and sort of how do you see them fitting in long term, and also right now, and how important it was to keep them around. Barrios was the biggest newcomer to this team this past year. Eight goals, five assists, if memory serves correctly. He was absolutely fantastic. Uh, Dynamic and really a catalyst between getting the team from the middle of the field into the final third, into dangerous areas. Uh, He's still not yet 30. In terms of locking up the veteran attacking components of this team, he was absolutely critical. And I would say Mark Anthony Kay is uh, part of that group of that young about to enter their prime core. I think about him. I think about Lalas Abubakar as well at the back really critical pieces as well and as we've seen with Mark Anthony K typically when he's doing well for his international team obviously I think you know what is it one game I think Canada needs to win in their final three to go to the World Cup as well to say now that the Rapids have potentially a World Cup starter on their team as well in midfield who's proven he can be dynamic who has embraced the hard-working revenge of the distressed assets FC component of it K is a key component to that and one of the many now versatile tools in the Rapids midfield Swiss Army knife that Robin Frazier will have from him starting up next week. Yeah, and Jared, where do you see him fitting in? You know, obviously last year, the sort of three-headed monster they had there all seemed to kind of rotate around even within a game and kind of take on different roles. Can K step into that role 
and play those different positions within a game and fill the gaps when needed. I really think he can. He's been fantastic in the internationals. Um, we look forward to seeing him at World Cup. I think Canada does have that all but wrapped up. Um, but you would hope so. <laughs> we, we all, you know, when, when we had Matt come in last year, we all assumed that it would be um, Acosta, uh, Price, and Kay would be dominant, maybe one of the best midfields in MLS. Um, I don't think that ever came quite to fruition. And uh, with, with the departure of Kellen Acosta, uh, we won't have the benefit of being able to see that uh, trio this year, but we've got some other good pieces. And I think this allows uh, Mark Anthony Kay to really step into the spotlight and be the star that we know he can be. Yeah, absolutely. And and you mentioned Price, and I think we can go into Price here. Um, they do have that time together. They've played together. Um, and locking Price up, I think, I mean, he's he seems to be the heart and soul of everything they're doing right now. Uh you know, Matt, what do you think about locking him up? Yeah, absolutely. Um, he is the he, he's the heartbeat of this team. The blood of this team absolutely. is tattooed with Jack Price's studs on it. Um, he, he's been a fantastic leader for them. I think he kind of came into the league as kind of a new one understanding Major League Soccer. And now he's kind of like the... I remember Steven Gerrard was doing an interview his first time at the LA Galaxy. And he was like, normally, like, I'm the guy that, every, that has to, like, show every single new Liverpool player around now. And I feel like other than maybe there being a little bit of a language barrier, Max, who we'll get into a little bit later, he was at the training facility for the first time, his first training session. And I imagine a lot of it was Jack Price uh, walking him through everything. And then one of Lucas or Andre Shinyashiki doing the translation between English and Brazilian and everything. But sure. every single new player that comes into the Colorado Rapids, Jack Price is going to be the first one they meet. And he's going to be, here's the standards. Here's what we do meet match up to it because this is what everybody else is he is as much keep fighting and as much what this rapids teams is as as robin frazier absolutely and you know it's 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 great to have him around let's kind of start moving towards the back a little bit danny wilson uh locked up uh let's go to jared on that one you know, talk me through his impact and what you see from him this season and what it means to lock him up. Yeah, I've been a critic for a long time, uh, especially uh, because of some one-on-one -on -one defending issues that I had leading up to last year. Last year, he cleaned that up. He's uh, by far our best distributor of the ball from the from the center of our defense. And so uh, being able to keep him for a couple of years and have him kind of set the set the defensive line is going to be important. And who he plays next to uh, will, will be impacted by the fact that he is going to continue to be a dominant factor um the one-on-one -on -one defending improvement is is marked and also we we're gonna expect more goals in the box salmon! <laughs> get up get in son yeah and you know obviously and we'll get into trusty leaving here in, you know in a few segments here but he really does have that opportunity to to cement himself as the guy in the back and you know i think i think we'll see it um Going outside, uh, Rosenberry locked up. Uh, love to see that. He was, I think he was amazing last year. Really loved having him around. Um, Jared, talk a little bit about Rosenberry, what he means to this defense, where you see him kind of playing in. Um, getting the ball up the field. Yeah, talking about Rosenberry, there's very little flashy that you can say. It's not as exciting to talk about, but the guy's an absolute workhorse. Um, he played, uh, I think, as many minutes or more than anyone else on the on the team last year. We expect more of the same. Um, 
Lord willing, injury free. Uh, but he really is, uh, he's a stalwart at right back uh, and definitely leaves a mark when, when he gets the studs stuck in for a tackle. So um, a guy that we really, uh, we haven't had to live without and, and fortunately so, because I do think there is a bit of a drop off between him and other right back options. Right, yeah, Matt, this is the kind of guy like a price that you do want in the clubhouse and on the field as a constant like that. Absolutely. I think he's definitely in that group of it's him, Danny Wilson. I'd put Colin Warner in that same conversation of like the veteran about to turn 30. Certainly they're, they're at their peak about to get a little bit down, but I mean, we've seen Keegan Rosenberry. He outside of goalkeepers was, I think the only Ironman in 2018, his first year with the Colorado Rapids. Um, he's a little bit quieter than price. I think he's more lead by example and then have a conversation, you know, Wilson and price. They've definitely, Definitely got a bark to them, but I mean, he's one of those guys who comes in, does his job, is constantly consistent. You know, I think um, Robin Frazier a couple years ago referred to him as consistent, unremarkable, hardworking, and those are the three pillars upon which so many of these players, Rosenberry included, are built on, and which that's really the the three pillars of the success that the Rapids are able to achieve with the Rapids' way, and Rosenberry is a massive part of that. Love that, love that. Um, you know, I think the other two we would want to mention probably more and Beta Shore. Uh, Jared, what, um, what would you have on those two resigning? Uh, glad to have Beta Shore back. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, he can be a, a solid backup piece. He's not a guy that I think you'll see get many starts this season. Um, but that's because we've got a guy like Rosenberry playing in front. Right. Um, that that really, uh, I think Rosenberry was key to allowing Sam Vines to develop and, and be eventually sold on to uh, Antwerp. And I think he's going to be key in, in letting our other um, kind of our sizzle back, um, who is um, Estevez. I, I think he's going to shine because we have we have that right side locked down. Now, if we have to go depth and we ha we bring in Beta Shower, you've got a uh, MLS vet, somebody you know you can count on, and I like that a lot better than bringing in somebody who may be a prospect from USL. Sure. sure, and then with more, Matt, you know, with Trusty going out, with re-signing Wilson, and then you have Kata coming in, where do you see him kind of fitting in this season? I figure the floor for Drew Moore is if just him and I put Beta Sure in this category as well, basically being like effectively extra assistant coaches sure. that just happen to be players on the field as sure. well. Um, Nothing wrong with that. Moore was one of the biggest mentors to Austin Trusty last year while Austin Trusty was playing ahead of Drew Moore. Do I think Moore still has 500 minutes in him that he can fill in? We've seen him come in and sub in as well with those three center backs. Maybe in a random midweek game, there is going to be some fixture congestion if they do advance past Comunicaciones and CCL, but you know he's the he's a veteran safety valve in that regard. I don't think he should play over Abubakar Keda, but if anything happens, you know Drew Moore coming in with the Rapids having a one nil lead in the final twenty minutes, I feel sure. very Stack safe with that. Yes. and I'd, I'd say the same thing about Betasher at either wing as well, either outside back. Sure. Awesome. Well, let's you know that kind of wraps up. I would say the resigning. Let's get into the draft real quick. Um, Nothing too big there. Muhammad Omar, obviously, after they picked him at 23rd, eventually slated to pick much earlier than that. Um, midfielder played at Notre Dame, 6'3", rangy, big, feels like he can really hold down the back of that midfield. Um, Matt, you interviewed him on draft day. What do you see him 
fitting in, if not immediately, maybe by the end of the season or into the future. Yeah, he's a versatile midfielder. I think he classified himself as a number eight, but he has a lot of value in, or he has a lot of skill sets that would make him a decent number six. And then obviously he's really good in the air, even with that big afro at six foot three. So even at times where there were injuries to Notre Dame uh, in the back, he often played at center back as well. So could we see him potentially, uh, Robin Frazier loves versatility. He loves guys who have a multitude of skills who can play at multiple positions. They can sub in, change a couple different positions when they make another substitution as well and I think given the fact that both he as an individual and his Notre Dame teams were hardworking, they didn't necessarily have the superior talent of a University of Virginia for example and the way that his season went last year he's in the right headspace he I, talking to him and learning about him as a player and him as a person I'm like this guy already feels like a Colorado Rapid absolutely he does have a lot of players ahead of him in the depth chart who some of them are younger some of them have higher potential I do think he will probably start the season with Rapids too, but give him a one to two year project option. And I think this is definitely a player who could fill in if and when Colin Warner retires for Colorado. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think long-term you'd love to see him fit in behind price or potentially even next to, especially because Frazier does like to play three along the back. You figure you can kind of build from build the defense from those two in the back of the midfield. A player comparison for you. Uh, when I see the hair and I see the size, I, I think Marilyn Fellani. Uh, <laughs> oh, Fellani! Is, is this, a, is this a, something that he could aspire to be? Uh, kind of a, a one of the tough guys. Uh, there's a B word I won't use uh, that you use for players like Fulani, but uh, is that the type of player that we could have on our hands as he develops? Edward uh, Everton's midfield needs some help right now, Jared. So uh, if, if you're telling me that if you're telling me that he's going to refuse to cut his hair, be fantastic for the Rapids, and then get sold to the Premier League in five years for thirty million dollars, I am here for it. Sign us up. What is his number? I want Sign his us jersey. Up. Hey, sky's the limit. Sign us up. I mean, it seems like, you know, at 23rd overall, I think, I mean, I think it was a tremendous value. I think, especially with a manager like, uh, like Robin, I think it's a good fit. Uh, culturally, I think it's a good fit on the field. Um, okay. Let's get into, let's get into upgrade downgrade. We're going to get into who left, who's coming in. Uh, if Yaya, super producer Yaya wants to drop in the first graphic here. So in, we have our guy. Oh, is this this is Kata and Trusty? Um, all right. Well, yeah. So uh, Trusty, so uh, out to Arsenal in July, um, and then Kata in from Columbus. Um, obvious downgrade, as Trusty is one. You know, was the guy on the defense last year. But with Robin Fraser, with you know, you think Kata if he really likes him can get to that level. So downgrade now potential upgrade down the road. Matt, what do you think? Uh, Kata is a little bit of a project. You know, I will say pretty much every single defender and every single young player under Robin Frazier has improved while they've been at the club. Kata is in an environment now in training where he's just going to be a sponge, learning so much from pretty much every single other center back other than maybe Mike Edwards, who's just a year or two younger than him. So he didn't really, he fit in when there were injuries at Columbus. He didn't really cement himself when you're having to play behind you know, a guy like Jonathan Mensah, defender of the year caliber, ML two-time MLS Cup champion, that's 
kind of a hard environment, MLS Cup champion, excuse me, uh, kind of a hard environment to break into. So he is a bit of a project. They've got five-ish months in order to make that work. He doesn't need to be better necessarily than Austin Trusty. There just can't be a big drop-off once he ends up leaving for Arsenal with 14 games to go left in the season. Mm -hmm. I see this as probably, he's almost a good foil for Trusty, where Trusty came in in 2020. That season or that year for sports was what it was. But ultimately, you know, and he wasn't starting. He wasn't playing a lot. I would ask Robin Frazier about it. So, you know, he's working through some stuff in training. He just, he needs some time. Just because he's not playing doesn't right. mean he's not making progress. There's a lot of progress Kata can make with yeah. not making a single start through the beginning of July. And can he then pole vault himself even further in 2023? Sure. I think that's the question. I still think given if Moore gets hurt and if Rosenberry's still playing at right back as opposed to that right center back in a back three, Jared, would we see the Rapids after Trusty leaves go back to a back four, given that Trusty's not there? Or could we see them shot for another center back? Is 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 Pork going to be cooking at the back? It does feel that way. Uh, the five back system hasn't exactly worked in terms of promoting tons of goal scoring, and that's been a major problem. Um, I don't think that we've brought in Abubakar Keita to uh, replace Trusty one for one, because I think it is an obvious downgrade uh, as the game uh, is as such. But, um, you know, I, I think the four back is a, a very real possibility because when Trusty does leave, I think we are markedly weaker at center back. Yeah, and, you know, the big question is, when do you start preparing for that on the pitch, right? When do we see a Abubakar-Abubakar match, you know, pairing in the back? Uh, you know, you want to keep, obviously, with the lack of, potentially the lack of goals scored, you you know, you don't want to let Trusty not play because you need to have the best team that you can field. At what point, Matt, do you see them really starting to look at lineups that don't feature Trusty? And maybe feature Kata. Mm -hmm. uh, I I don't know because I think you want to pick up as many points as possible. And I mean, Jared, I think you know, flip a coin depending on how you feel about Danny Wilson as to who is the best. There is a very logical argument to be made that Austin Trusty is and was the best center back for the Rapids and will be this year through July 17th. So I, Robin Frazier loves competition. He yeah. also likes squad rotation. Um, we'll see if injuries come up. Um, I also think that mainly Keita has played in a back four in Columbus. So I think there's a good question of, is he better in the center? Is he better on the right? Is he better on the left? Each of those three is not necessarily the exact same as well. So there's also a potential fit there, but I, I think Cato will certainly have minutes to be played, but I don't know that it's you. I don't know that the closer you get to that deadline, you bench Trusty for Abubakar Cato in this one. You want to get the most out of Austin Trusty that you absolutely. can. Absolutely. 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 Okay, next one. Okay. In. Max Alves out. Cole Bassett. Again, this is where I'm going to say on the surface, very clearly, we're, we're losing. The homegrown guy, very talented player. Down the road, could Max be that guy? Uh, Jared, what do you think? I hope that this is going to be a wash because Bassett was a terrific player, obviously had aspirations outside of the Colorado Rapids, um, and guy is going to go on to do great things in Absolutely. Europe. And that I, I would imagine if Max pans out the same way, we get a couple of good years, a few goals, um, possibly even improving on Bassett's goal scoring record, I would say in a year's time, um, then I think we've done really well with uh, replacing uh, Bassett in, in due course without spending much time waiting for that replacement. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's, it's always tough to see the homegrown guy leave you know the he really to me he seemed like a fan favorite 
I know Yaya loved him some Bassett. Um, Bassett was literally my favorite player for the last like couple of years. Him, yeah, it was like him, Sammy Vines, and then you had Kellen Acosta. Munching at the heels of that. Yeah, yeah, they're all gone. I think we all love Bassett, but it's one of the cases of if you if you really love it, you have to let it go. Absolutely. And if it's meant to be, he'll come home eventually. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, yeah, you know, it's it's not like it wasn't like we we traded him against his will. Yeah. The guy wants to go and play in Europe. He's going to go play in Europe. Um, I think that we gave him a great launch pad, and we have every reason to believe that if he were to find his way back to MLS. It would be right here to the Colorado Rapids. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that that's something that we can all hope for uh, yeah. in a few years' time. Absolutely. And Jared, now we all have a Dutch team, which yeah. I don't know that most Rapids fans have. I am <laughs> waiting. I am waiting for the Europa League, either group stage or knockout match between. Royal Antwerp and Fire Nord. So oh, you yes. have oh. the Rapids homegrown derby yes. between Vines and Bassett. And I just really hope one of the comms people from one of those clubs <laughs> takes a picture when they swap jerseys. Because, I mean, that's going to be my wallpaper. Is Photog John B not going to make the trip? Uh, I don't know that that's in his well, budget. We'll have to, I, don't, I don't know that that's, that, that's a lot of miles for him to get to Amsterdam. <laughs> and... Matt, you know, you said Max finally touched down. He, he was in his first training today. Correct. Um... He seems to play up, you know, he will be assisting, he'll rack up some assists, he'll, you know, he'll drift up towards the left. Where do you see him fitting in tactically? Where do you see him, are we going to get some goals? Is he going to be more of the setup guy? Where do you see him fitting in this season? Yeah, I think he's the most pure number 10 that the Colorado Rapids have, and I would say more so than Bassett, where I would say the way that the players and the coaching staff like to talk about it from a midfield three is it's a six and two eights, and a slightly more offensive and a slightly more defensive. So if you want to think about it, it's a six just eight and then a 10-ish 8. Whereas I would say Max is a pure number 8. Absolutely. He fits in. Whereas I would say Mac, Mark Anthony K, would be more of a 10-ish number 8. So I think he fits in there. I think he's also a little bit different from... He's different enough from Bassett and different enough from K that I think it makes it interesting. If you watch how he played in Brazil, usually when it was in transition, it was him going out wide and getting the ball and then getting into the final third or doing stuff in build-up. He's the most... I think... Based on the film that we've seen, he's probably the best Rapids midfielder in terms of getting the ball with a man on and then trying to dribble through space and then creating that space and doing something with it. I guess if, if the question is, do I think he's scoring more goals than more assists? I think it will have more assists than goals. I think he will score more than Cole Bassett. Sure. If nothing else, I just want him to not lead the league in post-hit like Bassett did last totally. year. And immediately <laughs> that's an upgrade. And then yeah. if, if Bassett ends up doing really, really well for Firenord, we already know there was a lone fee for... Feyenoord taking him for the well, the second half of the European season and next European season, so through the summer of 2023, then you're talking about a million dollars for Max Alves, certainly more than that between the loan fee and then the buy to option. You're talking about like for like, potentially yeah. a slightly better long-term project in Max and making money as well. Yeah. That is Porik Smith cooking some awesome Brazilian food. And our guy Juan in the chat brought it up. You know, you don't often see them show out money like that. And a million dollars is a lot to pay to bring a guy in who wasn't playing in a major league. He was playing down in Flamengo in Brazil. Um, and so, Jared, I mean, that shows a lot of trust in their scouting, and I think it shows a lot of trust that he'll fit in seamlessly into the offense. Yeah, absolutely. I spoke with Chris Zitterbart a couple weeks ago. We'll be featuring that interview on Holding the High Line. And the, Listen um, to Holding the High Line. Yeah, the amount, of work that, <laughs> the amount of work that they put into building out that network and really scouting yeah. it, and they, like, they, they've done so much work from an analytics standpoint, and they were so careful, given how detailed this club has been, 
in scouting players from Central and South America. Michael Barrios, albeit coming from within MLS, so he's a known quantity. Sure. Lucas Estevez, Brian Galvan, who we'll get Costa. to, had been fantastic for the Rapids. For them to identify that guy and say that he's worth a million dollars, I have every reason to believe that Max, maybe not this year because first year in MLS, new schedule and everything, uh, a bit of an unfamiliar environment, you know, not knowing English as well. There might be an adjustment period, just like how there was for Galvan and there was for Estevez, but certainly second half of this year and next year, I have every reason to believe he will be successful. Love to hear that. Love yeah, to hear that. Let's I, I did just as much uh, research on Max's play as I did Estevez, uh, which was the 10-minute YouTube clip of all their best <laughs> plays that they've ever done in their entire life. And let me tell you, he has some style. I am excited. He has guy, some style. There's like, some flash there. You, now, you don't see the ones where it doesn't come off. That's the concerning sure. thing. But that is an amazing clip. It was better than Eunice Nomley's Eurotech highlight reel. I think we can agree, Jared. Absolutely. I, but, I fell asleep for a, a couple of nights watching Max all of his highlights. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm like, oh, he wasn't Cordinians. Let me watch this one now. Look, I'm I'm a United <laughs> fan. Uh, uh, one named Brazilian. You got to love having a one named Brazilian on your team. I, I, it's going to be good. no matter, Almost no matter what. It's, it's a lock. And mm -hmm. we have a Brazilian contingent now. <laughs> Yeah. Now, the question that I have, Jared, is Lucas Estevez was not a was not a part of Los Locos de los Rapids. Do we now need like the the Brazilian like you know click name that they have and everything? Are they sitting? Um, the Rapids have a good club culture in terms of everybody having friends and everything. But does their lunch table after training need a name now? I, I guess it should, but I'm, I'd have to brush up on my Portuguese to even take a stab at it. Okay, so if, if, if Rapids Brazil on Twitter uh, has any has any good nicknames they can come up with, we'd love to hear them. All right, let's go to our last upgrade downgrade. Yeah, yeah. And this one is a tough one. It's very tough to see. Uh, our boy Acosta, and in comes Acosta. While it is a like for like with the name, obviously not a straight up like for like with the players. Kellen, of course, getting traded to LAFC for a million plus in allocation money. And Brian Acosta coming in from Dallas, uh, which the Rapids have had a recent history of success of bringing in guys from Dallas. Uh, Jared, what? I mean, obviously, we're going to say downgrade. God, it's a bummer. Three downgrades. That's tough. Um, but. Give us reason for hope that it could be an upgrade down the road. Yeah, uh, international player, MLS experience, known commodity. I think he's going to add to an already very deep squad of uh, midfield players, and hopefully we get some productivity out of him. I, I don't think that you can compare very easily these two Acostas uh, because they play a very different role. And uh, yeah, I, so for me, I'm, I'm optimistic. Uh, just hope for the best and hope we get some solid productivity. Yeah, can he, while he may not be replacing play style exactly as Kellen did. Can Price, Acosta, Brian, Acosta, and Mark Anthony K sort of create that three-headed monster in midfield that we had last year? Matt, what do you think? I think it's absolutely possible. I think the key thing here is, you know, again, they're different players, and I think simply comparing what Kellen's stats were in 2021 with the Rapids to Brian Acosta, where Paxton Pomichol was hurt, uh, you know, Dallas wasn't finishing any of their chances. Mm -hmm. They were doing, they had a completely new formation that didn't work. They sacked their manager and everything, I think is a little bit, unfair. I do think it will take a slightly, it will slightly 
slightly change Mark Anthony K's role. It will slightly change Jack Price's role. I would actually argue that Brian Acosta is more defensive sure. than what Jack Price is. And as we've seen when Colin Warner's been in and he's been more of the six, that's allowed Price to be a little bit more of the Regista ball distributor as well. So if Acosta can be a, you know, uh, if Brian Acosta can be a cantankerous guy like a lot of catrachos have been <laughs> in MLS into the United States men's national team, um, assuming their feet aren't frozen and they're not getting hypothermia, of course, <laughs> then, you know, I think it's definitely possible. But I think, you know, again, kind of with it, they're different players, just like how Max and Bassett are different. But sure. you also have to look at what the, the difference in terms of what they get off. Is Kellen Acosta a better player in MLS right now than Brian Acosta? Absolutely. Yes. Does the net change of the difference between Brian and Kellen plus whatever Quark Smith is able to cook up in the transfer window with that million dollars, does that make the Colorado Rapids better? I want to believe that it's possible. I'm still kind of disappointed at the timing of the Kellen Acosta trade, given the fact that contract negotiations broke down, because I think there's a very real possibility. He crushes it with LAFC. He gets to the national team. They get to the World Cup and everything. He does something amazing in the World Cup, and then some European club comes calling for 3 or $4 million next January, and how much different would, would, would that have been? So I'm. it still hurts me to, to see that graphic and everything. Um, but, you know, Jared, we're supporting in the laundry and Kellen Acosta is wearing LAC gold, black and gold and Brian Acosta is wearing, wearing burgundy and I still think he has the potential to be successful. It'll take some time and he'll be different but um, we still have an Acosta and the Rapids have had success when there's an Acosta on the team. Yeah, a little bit different. Uh, just just different view of Acosta here. And, um, <laughs> and, you know, I think everyone liked Kellen. I think we were all sad to see him go. This is a lot of people's favorite player. Um, yeah. You see a lot of Acosta Guilty. jerseys in the Guilty. stands. So yeah. um, from that perspective, you know, I think it hurts anybody when you, when you see a player that's one of your favorites depart. Um, but that's the business. Uh, it's it's not a long time that you're, that you're at a team, even at the best of times. So um, let's hope Brian Acosta can do us well. Do we know Brian's number? Is he going to be wearing 23? I think it would only be fair to the, the folks who paid for the jerseys, but <laughs> yes. I, I think that's going to be up to him. Love that. We don't need any duct tape and a Sharpie over the, t uh, <laughs> over the numbers. All right. Well, so that, I'll say that kind of wraps up our offseason transactions. Minus the glaring, obvious problem that is all over the subreddit, all over Rapids Twitter. Anytime you're talking to a Rapids fan, it comes up, and that is the question mark of the nine spot. We missed out on the window. You wouldn't say there was any major ad uh, or any ad, and right now it's looking like Rubio's going to be playing in that. What do you – let's start with Matt. What I mean, is, are you, what, where's your head at with it? What's your feeling right now? Frustration? Uh, I mean – because it's not like there won't be goal opportunities. We have a ton of midfielders that can set up those guys up top, but a complete lack of size. Where's your head at right now with it? Am I disappointed that the Colorado Rapids did not sign a designated player to put our hopes on to get a double-digit goal scorer? Yes. Yes. Is Diego Rubio still a very viable striker in Major League Soccer who can score goals and does a lot of other things that Robin Frazier values that put the team in a position to win? Also, yes. yes. Can Andre Shinyashiki also do all of those things as a substitute out wide or as a starter in some games? I still believe the Rookie of the Year from 2019 absolutely can. Yes. 
I, th I still think this is, I think where it's particularly troubling is there's been a bit of an arms race. You know, I don't know about you, Jared. I prefer Fop Mob in terms of the apps. And, you know, in the month of January, it seems like three days didn't go by without I, me getting a ping of a notification of an MLS Western Conference team signing somebody and that player was at a position that was previously a position of weakness. And the Rapids go out. They have a very good back line. They don't need to sign a center back like Austin FC. They've got three really, they've got three amazing center backs. They added another really good center back. And the Rapids haven't addressed their kind of one big weakness that they do have. So that's disappointing. There's still time. Sure. We'll see, you know, we'll see if they can do something in January. It's still going to be goal scoring by committee. Can Barrios give you five? Can Lewis give you five? Can they score a bunch on set pieces? Still absolutely. But this is a weakness. And as we saw last year in the playoffs, it was a weakness that ultimately defined their failures in the playoff spot. Sure. And there's a bunch of other teams in MLS that have addressed weaknesses and have one of those guys. And it still feels like the Rapids, outside of maybe Max, don't. Right, and you know, one of those teams that did invest was Cincinnati by signing away Badgy, who seemed like a perfect fit, especially playing with Acosta on the field. Jared, I mean, what? I mean, do you wish they re-signed Badgy? Do you wish they, you know, signed maybe a, a U.S. men's national team guy, went with another MLS guy, maybe found a prospect out of Europe? I mean, where's your head at right now? Yeah, I mean, all of the above. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> I would, anything, <laughs> please. That sounds like an attractive menu of options that you have. Sure. Um, but at this stage, with European and Mexican windows closed, um, we have free agents to look at, and the the list is not extraordinarily long. So, um, unless you, I mean, I, I've got a couple on on my list. I've got Diego Costa. Uh, are we going to pay Diego Costa's wages? I don't fancy it. Uh, Robert Barrich, who is a known commodity, played with Chicago, uh, out, out of contract right now. He's a possibility. Um, as we work our way down, it, it gets less and less um, obvious on yeah. who those choices would be. Jared, it's been it's been a while since there, there was all the hullabaloo in early January about DC United <laughs> trying to shop Ola Kamara. Is that still... And it was kind of the consensus was he's a known quantity, he can score goals, he's 32 years old like other Kamaras we know, can be a little bit of a hothead that's bad for locker room chemistry, is that somebody that maybe we should revisit? Let's just bring in both Kamaras. Let's bring in Ola Kamara, <laughs> let's bring in Kai Kamara, and see which one performs Two best. Boobies. Let's I mean, use yeah. our GAM to pay scientists at CU Boulder to build a time machine the, yes. and bring back 2018 Kai Kamara, yes. and then we reunite him with Diego Rubio, and then they score 20 goals. We'll That's go all two, we need. Two Kamaras up top, two Abubakars in back. I mean, yes. <laughs> of, all the things, of all the things we could do once time travel is invented, that is clearly the most productive. I think science would agree. Yeah, and, you know, tactically speaking you know obviously we're talking team building there was that Acosta out wide sending it in having a target like Badgie what do you see them playing now is Rubio going to play more of a false nine are they going to play outside in I mean what do you see where do you see the main goal scoring coming from tactically uh, we'll start with Matt uh, well, I guess the, if I were to answer without the tactically part, Jared, I would say the I'd say the Colorado <laughs> Rapids DP striker is corners. It's set pieces sure. for them. Yeah. But sure. if if yeah. I'm saying from the run of play, you know, we've mentioned, you know, obviously Kellen Acosta is no longer a part of the Rapids to play sure. it outside back and everything. But we've seen Lucas Estevez be fantastic. Uh, viewers, Beautiful assist so far in the preseason. Yeah, viewers, if you haven't yeah, gone back absolutely. and checked out the highlights from this past weekend when the Rapids played Houston in the Desert Showcase, Lucas Estevez dropped an absolute dime right absolutely. onto the head of. Diego 
Diego Rubio. More of that, please. Absolutely. If he can find, if he can extend that distance, maybe another 10 yards and maybe find Barrios running into open space as well. More of that, please, as well. I think the, I think where you make up the lack of a DP striker in the aggregate is a fully healthy and goal scoring productive Diego Rubio. We've yet to really seen that outside of when he was playing with Kai Kamara. Maybe Andre Shinyashiki makes a reprise at the striker position. Can you get six to seven goals from him? Can yeah. you get five goals from Jonathan Lewis? And can Lucas Estevez, uh, Danny Wilson, Jack Price in a more advanced midfielder role, can they provide more service that then leads to more opportunities <laughs> and more goals? If all of that happens, I think you can make up for the lack of a DP. Our boy Dev Machine says, use that time machine to bring back prime Kevin Doyle. What do you guys think? Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll have to pass on that one personally. You know, I agree. I wasn't a big Doyle fan myself, but he would be able to head home some goals and we have plenty of providers, so that might be a, a decent chance. One thing I'd just like to say is, you know, we, we talk ad nauseum about dp9 we have three dp slots and we're not using any of them so empty. maybe a, we, we could have a dp midfielder come in maybe a dp center back that replaces austin trusty sure the fact that the rapids fans are are sticking with it we're all optimistic we're going into a season with with no discernible striker signing no dps we really we just love to be the underdog and so i, I think we go back into this season as the the biggest underdog in the league i think the i think the other thing that we haven't really brought up jared that i'm also wondering is this an opportunity similar to how when bassett comes in and there were a few holes at the uh, midfield position. It was kind of, let's just throw Bassett out there in a couple different roles. His first start for the Rapids at Dick Sporting Goods Park, I want to say was Decision Day 2018, and he played as a number six. You know, and we've also seen that with Sam Vines, where the left-back position was a little bit of an issue before he came in. Do Are the Rapids using the first half of this season, and then waiting to reevaluate in the summer window and see, let's give Darren Yappy 500 minutes. Let's give Yaya Torre 500 minutes. Can we see what the young kids can actually do? And if one of the, you know, 18 months ago, nobody outside of FC Dallas knew who Ricardo Pepe was. Do the Rapids secretly have one of those gems, or at the very least, a 15-goal Giassi Zardes in one of those two? This would be the year to try it, given there's nobody else after Rubio and Andre. We don't have a lot of choices. I think we're going to see them for some significant yeah. minutes. But when you're talking about 17-year-old young men, yeah. it's very difficult to stake your hopes on on players that you know couldn't come in and buy a beer. They, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it, it is a bit. It's a bit nerve-wracking, but that might be the model. The The Rapids have shown that they want to develop players. They are looking to send players on, and the only players that you can develop and send on are guys who are um, of the profile between 17 and 22 years old. So, um, you know, let, let the youngsters, let them cook a little bit themselves. I, th I don't know if we'll have much of a chance. Uh, the uh, Yaya Torre goal from this weekend, I think, only goes in in preseason, but it was a sign that he, he can do something for us, and I, I think we're going to need it. And, you know... Obviously, a big loss for the attack would be the Galvan ACL injury. Out for nine months, could see him for perhaps a cup run towards the end of the season. Um, that obviously probably moves Lewis into a more prominent role. What do you guys see as the sub to come in? Is it the Shinyashiki? What you know? What do you guys see as as the the off the bench? We need a goal. It's one one. We're trying to get three points and get out of here. Uh, Matt, I'll start with you. What, what do you what do you think is going to happen there? Uh, I'm. 
I don't know. Yeah, well, you know, that's a lot ask, of. I ask, don't know. Ask, yeah. ask me. Ask me in a month when sure. we see is Lewis starting? Is he still a sub? Um, I think. I think Yapi and Torre, just because we've seen oftentimes sure. in this league, young attackers who can't fit in with the number nine start in as the wing and then cut inside as well. As we've also seen from the uh, the Max highlights that we've seen as well, he likes to spread out wide. So do the Rapids decide to use him as a use him as a wide attacker and then have him cut inside and then that leaves in you know more room? Are, are the Rapids better off? moving a midfielder to winger and then bringing another really good midfielder or using an MLS unproven winger in that option, I think is the calculus Robin Frazier needs a good answer to. Right, and they have midfielders in spades. I mean, it's it's by far the deepest position on the team. You have so many options. Jared, I mean, what do you, what do you see, where do you see this playing out? I mean, obviously there's a lot of time early with, Con with CONCACAF champions, with the MLS season starting this month. Um, you know, wh where's your head at in terms of the attack and, and where they go after the Galvan injury and the, the sort of transfer window dust has settled? Yeah, uh, hopefully we kick up a little bit of dust in the transfer window because right now it all feels very, very settled to me yeah, exactly. as, yeah. as it stands. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I bemoaned it all year last year. I didn't know what the focal point of the offense was. Uh, sure. Not sure where the goals were going to come from. And based on our preseason games, yes, it was a nice cross and a 15-yard header that may or may not go in in a regular season match. Um, I, I, I see more of the same that we had last year where we lacked a focal point. Um, and, and we... As as long as that's the case, and you don't you don't see um, goals being scored in bunches by committee, then I, I think we struggle, and and that's just really kind of uh, a tough place to go into the season. But if goals by committee can work and at least kind of keep us afloat until the next window, uh, then by yeah. all means, we still have another, we have a chance to to be a contender as we go into the playoffs, where really everything matters. Right, yeah, and, and I, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Jared. As as much as we are bemoaning this, this is still a team with I would argue the best three deep position center back in Major League Soccer. This is still the team with William Yarborough in goal who led the league in clean sheets as well. There are plenty of opportunities against bad teams, against teams in transition in MLS for the Rapids to win games 1-0. They don't have to win games 5-3 in order to be successful. I think maybe maybe to a certain extent there's an opportunity for the Rapids to you know get stuck in, hashtag keep fighting, dare I say Rapids thug life with Brian Acosta <laughs> and be willing to win some of these games 1-0 and that's where goal scoring by community where you have a bunch of guys between 5 and 8 maybe one guy at 10 and nobody at 15 can at Absolutely. least keep you okay and then reevaluate things in the summer. We've seen it happen. We've seen it yep. happen with majority this cast of characters so um, I, I wonder how sustainable that model is but as, as long as the good times keep rolling um, we'll be happy to see it. Yeah, Jaren, you said maybe they do kick up some dust. Yeah, yeah, we, we got a graphic here where we said these are our t these are what we want to see the Rapids go and do and maybe bring in a striker. First one, we have Jared. Jared, break it down for me. Walk yeah. us through it. Kyle Aaron is a, got MLS experience, has scored a ton of goals, is a guy that I, I believe is out of contract next season. Um, so somebody that could be willing to be sold on. Um, Dipping into the team Canada optimistic. well, too. Yeah, exactly. Bit. Another national team player. Yeah. Uh, you've got the Mac connection. Uh, wishful thinking, more than likely, but sure. a player that I would love to see. I think he fits the mold at, at six foot two, uh, 180 pounds. He fits uh, uh, the, a little bit more stature mold than what we've got currently on the lineup. Sure. Let's go to let's go to Matt. Let's see what he said. Before I get roasted, <laughs> in, before, before I get roasted in the comments on this one, 
I, I like just the the preface on this one is again MLS proven goal scorer, somebody you know now. If you planted on any other MLS team where he's the focal point of the offense, he is going to be a double digit goal scorer. Absolutely, something I do not feel super confident about saying about a Diego Rubio sure. or an Andre Shinyashiki. And given uh, Jared all the rumblings that we've gotten about how little the actual budget is for a DP striker, mm -hmm. this is a guy absolutely who I know right now the Colorado Rapids could afford. Maybe Ola Kamara, similar to Kai Kamara, is feeling like, oh, you're shopping me? You don't value me anymore, DC United? <laughs> I'm still a good striker? This is a guy who would show up to Dick's Sporting Goods Park, sure. be absolutely pissed off, roll into a squad of a whole bunch of other guys who are pissed off because they've been discounted previously, including sure. possibly by people in the comments right now sure. who would be viable. I'm not saying this is a long-term solution. <laughs> I'm not saying the Rapids are going to win MLS Cup with Ola Kamara, but if we need somebody to get a seven goals between yep. the season opener at LAFC and July, this is somebody who can do it. And, and for those reasons, that's why Ola Kamara is on my list. Two Love months it. ago, I would have poo-pooed it, but today I get an update on my yes, phone, Ola go. Kamara. I'm like, thank God. We got <laughs> someone. Let's yes. go. Something. Let's go. Uh, let's throw up mine there real quick. Yeah, yeah, real quick. Jossie yes. Zardes, there was a report. There was maybe a rumor of a rumor. And at this point, I think anyone anyone would be good. Zardes is obviously an accomplished MLS player, has had success at the national team level as well. Matt, you didn't seem so hot on it when I brought it up earlier. Um, I, I just, I don't think that, I don't think that Columbus is ready to move on from Fair. him. Obviously, he's still a known quantity in Major League Soccer. I don't know that Barry, their uh, backup, who they've been gradually trying to blood in, I don't know that they're ready for him to be the guy, and they haven't signed anybody. Columbus has become a bigger spender, so. Sure. And maybe this is a July move. You know. Yes, maybe this is yeah. a July move as Columbus is dropping big money to find a target for Lucas Estevez. Not at Lucas Estevez. Who am I thinking of? Lucas Ella Ryan, mm -hmm. the number 10 for Columbus as well. Again, just like... Just like Ola Kamara, I think Giassi's artist being plopped into the Colorado Rapids absolutely would score 10 goals in this season. And yeah, and I think he would show up like, oh, Columbus, like you don't like me. Great locker room guy. He would fit in. He'd be a little bit pissed off and everything. He's absolutely a good human being. What he does off the field for the club is fantastic. Oh, Giassi's uh, artist would be a fantastic Cultural, ad perfect. to, but similar, where I don't know that necessarily... Um, I don't know necessarily that Kyle Laren is getting ready to come back to Major League Soccer. There's absolutely evidence out there that DC United's getting ready to move Ola Kamara. Ola Kamara wants another opportunity, and being in MLS would be another soft landing spot. Yeah. I, I'm being realistic sure. and obviously slightly pessimistic in, in I, my bids here. <laughs> As an NBA guy, I am always pie in the sky. Get me that transaction. Get me that name. Let's win the headline. Sign LeBron. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Messy right. of the Rapids. You know, I say that kind of puts a pin in the nine discussion for now obviously this will be the discussion from now until july let's go ahead to our interview that super producer yaya had with robin frazier uh and it'll touch on a little bit on omar on omar it'll touch a little bit on champions and just sort of where the team is at headed into the season The mood right now is uh, let's get back to business. We feel like we have unfinished business based on last year. Uh, the environment in the stadium the day of the playoff game was absolutely fantastic. I've never seen our stadium look like that. And uh, we actually played really quite well for most of the day. But to come out without a, wi without a win just makes it a little bit of a bitter taste in our mouths. And 
Uh, we didn't have too long of an off season, but guys are definitely chomping at the bit to, to get going again and pick up where we left off. Well, I've been with a team that was in, within one penalty kick of winning Champions League. So I've been really, really close. And I know what the, the competition is like. Uh, so we're really, really looking forward to it. I know for the players, there is nothing quite like international competition. Uh, meaning your domestic league is important. And that's always going to be uh, a priority to try to win an MLS Cup. But when you have the... When you're in that moment, you have the ability to potentially uh, go and do something, especially in CONCACAF. It's a, it's a huge thing and we don't take it lightly and um, you know, we really want to have a good showing. I think they'll both do well and I was just telling someone that one of my biggest goals in developing young players is teaching them how to think. And therefore, they'll be in any situation, they'll be prepared because they know how to assess what the opposition is doing and what the numbers look like. And uh, in any given situation, uh, I think it'll help their decision making. And at the highest level, that's the most important thing is how quickly can you make the correct decision. And both guys grew a lot in the time that they were here. And uh, I expect that they'll do quite well. Uh, Mohamed, uh, he's a talented player. Uh, it is a bit of a jump um, from the university to, to professional playing. And we'll just have to see how he adapts. Um, he definitely has some attributes that are, that are interesting, but he also has some things to learn as well. To be honest, you never know exactly how long um, play, uh, players take to adapt and some guys can fit in right away for some it's a it's a process and for a young player leaving his country for the first time I think it's pretty unpredictable how quickly he'll assimilate but what we do know is that he's very talented uh, he's very motivated he seems to be a great kid in my discussions with him um, and we're excited to have him come here and show us and show the fans what he can do Uh, I feel like I answer this question the same every year and what it is is um, my expectations are that we continue to improve and we've we've been doing that steadily uh, over the years uh, the team's ability to adapt and uh, adhere to principles that are being asked of them uh, the more they do that the better we seem to do and uh, I just feel like if you look at last year it was really about a group of guys really learning how to play and move together. And we got to where we did. Obviously, we feel like we fell really short based on how well we were playing. And uh, I really just expect more of the same. At the end of the day, I really think that all of our players are still improving. And my big expectation is that we continue to improve. And if everyone is 2% better this year than they were last year, collectively, we're so much better. All right, welcome back into DNVR Rapids. 
guys, I mean, Robin, you know, Robin seems confident going into the season um, and specifically going into this matchup with Comunicaciones in the Champions League. Um, guys, I just want to plug, come on down to the DNVR bar for the first leg watch party. We will have it on. We will have the sound. It will be some soccer guys in here taking it in. And, uh, you know, hopefully you guys can come down and join us. Um, also, we did drop the crest that you see down there on the bottom third as a t-shirt make sure to hit that up dnvrlocker.com go ahead grab you one i will send it to you as the head of merchandise as the main shipper of t-shirts <laughs> give me a little work to do in this slow season um guys uh touching really quick on the communicaciones matchup matt give me one thing you really want to look out for in this first bit of action that we see this team with at all competitively in 2022 Fitness. We saw them in their final preseason game that they had in Houston. Houston did basically a line change at halftime, and the Rapids were a little leggy by the time they got to the 60th minute. Obviously, they're training now back at altitude. That'll give them a little bit of a boost, and yeah. then they've got a preseason game tomorrow, Friday, in Orlando, presumably to get used to the humidity as well. We can see that kind of suck out the hydration oh, yeah. and the oh, energy yeah. from teams and everything. I don't know if the Rapids necessarily need a result in terms of they need a win. They are a superior team on talent to Comunicaciones. There is is no player within their club who would maybe make it. I don't know if you knew this, Jared. Uh, Juan Luis Anangano, a former DP striker for Chicago Fire in 2014, is with uh, Las Cremas. Um, and so maybe just because the, hey, we need a DP striker. Here's a guy who scored four goals one year for Chicago. Maybe he fits in somehow. But other than that, like there's no player for Comunicaciones sure. who would fit in for the Rapids. And normally you think about going down to a Guatemala, to a Honduras to play Saprices, and this game just turns into basically a bar fight on a pitch and everything. CONCACAF, the, typical, yeah. And the Rapids yep. are perfectly fit in to do the concacaf You come out with them with that and everything. You know, Diego Rubio, Lal, Sabubakar, Jack Price, they're going to get Big stuck guys. in. Yep. And nobody's going to understand each other because... People barely understand Jack Price when he's speaking English, <laughs> to say nothing of obviously the Spanish speakers who would not be able to speak it. Sure. So I just want to see them. I want the effort and I want the energy level through 90 sure. minutes to be up there because that's the one thing from preseason I didn't see that sure. normally I'm used to. Jared, give me one thing you're looking out for. Yeah, lineups. Uh, nine months I spent last year trying to nail down what our lineup would be <laughs> week after week. Still had no idea rolling right into that playoff match who we'd have on the field. So um, I, I think it'll be telling who we who we start, who we play, um, and and very excited to to see that Concacaf bingo card fill up because you've got you know a very very big potential for chaos, uh, especially on the road match. So uh, I hope that we can stay well within the tie. Uh, I'd love to see a win on the road but if that's too much to ask for a, a draw away so we can do all the work here at home all right i think that that sets us up really well next week we will be going into a little deeper into the matchup with communicaciones so look out for that i want to dive in guys to you know i asked you guys and yaya as well um we're gonna make some predictions for the team there's not a lot of odds yet up on DraftKings to bet on mvp or bet on you know, really anything yet, <laughs> but we're going to choose our own. We're going to say who's going to be the best blank for the Rapids this year. We're going to start with newcomer. Who will be the breakout new, who will be the best newcomer, best new addition to the team? Um, Matt, what We'll start it off with Jared. We'll start with Jared. Jared. Perfect, Jared. Well, who do you have? Yeah, newcomer this season. I've got Brian Acosta. We uh, need this guy to to help us anchor in that midfield. Um, some big shoes Love to it. fill with with his um, uh, his fellow Acosta heading out. Uh, so hopefully Brian Acosta puts up some pretty good numbers for us. Perfect. 
All right, uh, Matt. Let's throw Matt's up there real quick. Uh, Max, huge striker, Easy. obviously. Or, uh, you know, a million dollar transfer fee for the midfielder. I will bite both of your arms off right now <laughs> for five goals and ten assists from this young man. I think that's a safe. I mean, honestly, to me, it seems like the the floor for Max would be maybe not the floor. Fifteen but goal that's, contribution I think that's a, is pretty significant. Sure. Let's. But I think I think with the way he seems, you know, athletically to fit in, to, he needs to replace Bassett. I think maybe uh, three and six up range should be hopefully what we see. I mean, that's why you paid a million dollars to go get him, right? Uh, let's go ahead and throw mine up there. Abubakar Keita. I, I'm really excited about this addition, specifically because of Frazier being such a defensive-minded guy, being a successful MLS defender in his own right. Um, obviously, players ahead of him on the depth chart, but can he come in and fill those gaps? Can he come in in the 70th minute and shore up, the, shore up a win? Um do you guys have you know? Do you guys have anything on that? What do you guys think? I, I think if Kate is the newcomer of the year, then that absolutely means that there is no downgrade once Austin Trusty leaves, and I would welcome that. Perfect, absolutely perfect. All right, we're gonna go to breakout player. So not necessarily the same as newcomer, although that can sort of be one and the same. Let's throw Jared's up there. Yeah, guys, Estevez can scoot. This is a guy with some serious, serious wheels. Um, I was I was down on him a little bit last season in his appearances for in product. Um, the crosses were a bit errant. I thought maybe a little bit lazy, but as he settles into the team, uh, cleans up that distribution, I think we could be looking at a star that is equally as bright as the recently departed Sam Vines. Man, and you look at those highlights from preseason already. He, I, I think those crosses are looking good. I think the ball's moving well. Uh, I think that, you know, we all chose different ones, but I think this is a great candidate. Let's throw Matt's up on there. Uh, yeah, Oliver Laraz. I'll admit a little bit of a bias here, ginger to ginger, obviously. <laughs> but uh, he's been when the uh, when the the first choice lineup has been starting in preseason. The first yeah. substitute at the midfield position has been Oliver Laraz. We've sure. seen him work his way into that lineup in preseason. He's got all the tools to be a successful midfielder. More of an eight, more of a six than he is a number ten. But you know, Brian Acosta, Mark Anthony K could still be missing time due to international duty. Obviously, if he breaks out, absolutely then this is the best five deep midfield in the Western Conference. Hard agree there for me. I don't think Jerry's going to argue with you either. Let's throw mine up there. Uh, I said Alvis because I don't think, you know, coming from Brazil, coming from Flamengo, obviously we already talked about him as a newcomer, but outside of a couple YouTube highlight clips with the techno music, a lot of people don't know what he can bring. I mean, we don't even truly know what he can bring outside of those, but if he can contribute 10 plus goals, assists or goals i think you know i think it's, it's a it would be the perfect way to get that million dollars spent oh yeah. To, yeah a 10 goal contribution from max i think we're, we're talking very very glowingly about this signing and looking Absolutely. at one of porg's most magnificent magnificent moves so all right we're gonna go to your prediction for top goal scorer jared throw yours up there I mean, it's it's kind of like just kind of picking the obvious to say Diego Rubio, right. but um, I don't know how many corners we're going to get, so uh, I, we'll see. Um, Diego Rubio, I think, will will be a guy who is right around that 10 mark, and I think that might be the pace setter because, what was yeah. it, 8 was our, our leading goal scorer last year. Uh, if we can get Rubio to double digits, we probably had a, a pretty good season. 
Uh, let's throw Matt's up there. Uh, assuming, of course, the time machine and then convincing Prime <laughs> Pele to come to the Rapids doesn't end up working out. Uh, I'll throw in Michael Barrios on sure. this one, I think. And some of this is kind of me coupling some of my other picks as well. If Max Alves is the breakout player, I think he's dropping a lot of dimes. Who's one of those main people in transition? He is dropping those dimes to Michael Barrios. Perfect, perfect. We'll throw mine up there real quick. Yeah, Lewis, you know, who knows? We're going to throw stuff up there. We'll see if he can clean it up. Um, especially, you know, with Galvan being out, can he go from super sub to main contributor? You know, we'll see. Um, we'll see. That's all I'll say. It's a we'll see. Also, who knows? Maybe top goal scorer isn't even on the roster yet. And obviously, Rapids Twitter slash subreddit is jonesing <laughs> for that one. So uh, let's go ahead and we'll just go quick, right? To team MVP, throw up Jared's right there. I think this is a great call. Uh, go ahead, Jaren. Yeah, what else needs to be said? You've got a guy who's a solid uh, international taking a team probably in, in, in first place to to a World Cup uh, with Canada. Uh, he's got every tool to be not only a goal scorer, but also a stalwart in the midfield. Um, if Mark Anthony Kay isn't the MVP of the team this year, I'd be very surprised. All right, let's throw up Matt's there. Jack Price, he's Perfect. the captain, he's the heart and soul of the team, Absolutely. veteran leader and everything, probably going to again lead the league in set-piece assists as well. I'll take it. Perfect. Sounds good to me. And if that's the case, I think we had a really good year. Uh, let's throw mine up there real quick. I said Yarbrough, man. Clean, he, you know, he, he led the league last year in clean sheets. Can he do that again? Um, you know, obviously, no chance of adding impact on the goals. But I think if we have a successful first half leading into that July window, it will be because he has continued his streak of clean sheets. Uh, guys, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for coming into our first show here at DNVR Rapids. Very glad to have you. Watch along all season. Make sure to catch. You guys want to plug your, your shows real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so viewers, if you want to check me out at LWS Matt Pollard on Twitter, you can find my written content at lastwordonsports.com backslash soccer. And then, of course, the podcast, Holding the High Line. Search wherever your podcast options are. We may or may not be on Spotify this time next week. We're discussing that as well. And then you can follow the pod on Twitter at Rapids96Podcast. Perfect. Jared? You can find my takes at Jared underscore Geisler on Twitter, as well as the Centennial 38 podcast with uh, Mr. Juan Fernandez. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much, guys. DNVR Rapids, you'll catch us every week. You'll see coverage from games, practices. You'll see members of the Rapids community like these two. Thank you so much, and up the PIDs. <laughs>